Hello and good morning and welcome to the Hearts Standard Briefing. Uh, my name is Joe Sked. I'm joined by my colleague James Kearney and we are here to review the 1-0 win for Hearts Midlothian against Livingston on Wednesday night at Tynecastle Park. A result which lifted Hearts back into fourth place, closed the gap to third place St Mirren going into the Viaplay Cup semi-final against Rangers on Sunday. James, this was... Um, I was going to say a 1-0 thrashing. You, you look at the stats and Hearts had 25 shots to Livingston's three. There was 77% possession. A lot of the play took place in Livingston's half or mm-hmm. there was certainly a lot of the ball in the in the final third. It's It was un, it was probably, it's a kind of similar game to we've seen before where this season where teams have played against Hearts and sat in, but this one felt a wee bit different. There was just so much control from Hearts and it was, um, I, I, I was pretty pleased with the performance. No, yeah, I think I think there are a lot of positives to take from it. Um, obviously, it would have been nice to get the goal a wee bit earlier because, you know, obviously get, it made for a slightly nervy second half as the longer went time went on. But no, you're right. I think there was a real measure of control about it. Um, like you say, the Hearts had all the ball. Most of it was played in the opposition half. And Livingston really didn't offer much of a threat at all until that last maybe few minutes when they started uh, chucking the kitchen sink and just seeing what they could do. So I think I think there are a lot of positives to take from it, particularly the fact that like, we know that Hearts have struggled a lot when the teams come to Tynecastle and do sit deep and, and uh, you know try and frustrate. And that has been an effective tactic for all position teams, you know, the team has been frustrated at large, but for large spells this this season when that's when that's happened. But I think the the, the fact that they managed to find a way through, and I mean, let's be honest, it, it should have been more than one now as well. Like, yeah, okay, they had lot, Hearts had lots of shots, but I mean, I think of that Shankland one in the first half where he hits the bar. I, mean, I think he probably should be scoring. It's it's virtually an unguarded net that side, um, and obviously if that goes in, it's a completely different story, isn't it? Because all of a sudden, all that pressure just gets relieved. And then I think if that goes in, it ends up being two or three. No, come the end of it all. Yeah, I, I, I think it's right. I was uh, to play. Um, I'm, I'm a massive uh, Lauren Shankland fan, so I'll I'll, I'll uh, stick up from the 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 one that hit the bar. It was, yeah, I think someone of his quality should be scoring, and he he'll, he'll probably think he should have scored. But it was a more difficult one because it bounced up at him, and he kind of had to control. Control on the kind of the half volley mm. uh, or uh, what it set up and and um, into the corner, but yeah, it was uh, he on another day. There's quite a, a lot of people said on another day he could have had a hat trick uh, of the of the twenty five yeah. shots of the twenty five shots he had nine of them. Um, it, it did feel like it was it was there was there was a spell where it was just Lauren Shagland against against Livingston, and you look at the. You look at the shots. Just looking, um, looked at it this morning in terms of the expected goals per uh, per shot. There was there was only there was only a couple that were um, had a larger xg. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of the Shanklin's chances, and of course Vargas at the back post who, who who tapped in. But it was it was difficult because Livingston. It was like a yellow wall, and I commented, uh, I turned to you in the the first half and uh, noted that at one point Livingston had. Every single person, other than Joe Newbley, in their box, and it wasn't. This wasn't like um, a, from a corner or uh, like a set piece being cleared and put back in. This was from open play that they had. This uh, they just had this yellow wall, and 
that is very, very difficult because you, you saw it, the, the amount of times we, we we talked or just even just made the noise because uh, when the ball went into Shanklin's feet or uh, someone else's feet and they tried to play around the corner like a really mm. nice touch and it just didn't come, uh, it just didn't happen. Yeah, that, that was one of the things that I think really stood out to me was, yes, yeah, Hearts did get lots of shots away and obviously that's good, but I think as well as the one as the chances that didn't end in shots, like the attacks that didn't end in shots, those are the ones that were actually perhaps even closer to going in, if that sort of doesn't sound as daft, but, but yeah, yeah. what I mean is that you know there was a lot of nice play in around the box and Shanklin in particular was doing a lot of these little outside of the book flicks around the corner, you know, little little dinks. And they were all maybe just a little bit shy or the the receiving player wasn't quite ready for it and had to take a touch when maybe you want to just hit that first time. But there was lots of really encouraging little stuff. And I think the fact that Shanklin I mean he was consistently getting those away and like you know get you're beating the man. And then, okay, it didn't quite uh, um, finish in a shot or an attempt on goal. But I think that in itself is also really encouraging because that's the kind of play that's really difficult to defend against. You know, and then, then you know, Shanklin's great at that. It's, it's basically just kind of introducing a little bit of chaos in the opposition yeah. box. And then if your players are that wee bit sharper, that wee bit more reactive, then you can get plenty of goals from that. So, yeah, while, they did, while Hearts didn't score from a, a kind of uh, attack like that, those ones fill me with a lot of confidence because, um, particularly when it's such a crowded box with so many bodies around you, to have the presence of mind to still find those little gaps or spot those little gaps and try and exploit them, that 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 you know, you, that's incredibly difficult to coach. I think it's one of those things you either do or you can't, and Shanklin can. So yeah. you know, you want to try and make the most of that. Again, it didn't quite come off against Livy, but again, on another day, that you know, one, two, maybe three of those goes in. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought just sticking on Shanklin before we move on, I, I thought he was I thought he was tremendous. I thought he was really, really good. And he's um I th- I think hearts are about to see we we talked about it pre-match uh on our video yesterday morning I, I, uh, or afternoon whenever we did it. Um I, I think we're about to see the very best of Shankland over the next um over the next period. I think he's uh, the, the reset from the, the international break having a holiday was massive. Seeing how good he was against Rangers, his goal against um, goal against Celtic, thought it was tremendous uh, yesterday as well, and uh, that's 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 hugely in, uh, encouraging. Uh, another massive boost encouragement is Kenneth Vargas, is his goal, his winner. Mm. I think uh, wrote about it. Uh, sorry, currently writing about it for the piece. It's going to go up uh, on Heart Standard later today. If there was a player that. The team, uh, the, the teammates, or uh, Hearts players, or the Hearts crowd wanted to score a goal. It was it was Vargas, and you saw yeah. that with the the celebrations, with basically everyone coming up and congratulating him, and just everyone delighted for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it, it has been coming. You know, we mentioned before the game that you know it'd been what 10, 11 matches or something like that where Vargas had played, not scored, not assisted, which obviously for a forward player, not great. You know, you want to be mm. getting those numbers in. Um, but I mean, with, with the caveat that he's actually been playing pretty well, I think. I think most people can agree that um, he does offer he, he does offer something that I don't know if anyone else in the squad does. Um, I, I think that I think there is definitely a player there, and yeah, there's mitigating circumstances. You know, the fact that he's a young guy, he's just moved on loan from the other side of the world. He's probably found himself playing more than he thought he would, or than mm-hmm. anyone thought he would. And he's also been shifted around in a few different positions and asked to do a lot of different things. So there are a lot of uh, degrees of mitigation there. But again, I, the big thing is that he's got that goal now, you know, and you, you know, we can really kick on from there. Like you say, 
it's his performances have just the deserved one. You know, I think the, the his like, attitude as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's his, it's his work, even out of possession as well. Like um, if he's been playing out wide, he will drop back. He will start hiring, um the opposition fullback or the opposition winger. You know, he, he does get involved and he has got a really good work rate as well. So, no, I was pleased to see him score because, like you say, it's it, it has been overdue, I think. And now the hope is just that. Um, it can go to be sort of streak now, you know. Hopefully that because that's thing. I don't think he was playing particularly poorly before either. So it's not as if like, oh, you know, this will give him confidence, and then you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I imagine we're pretty confident anyway. He's, he's handled himself quite well, and you know, it's not always Scottish football is not always the easiest um, the kind of league to adapt to. Yeah. I think he's done a pretty decent job of it so far. But I do think the best is still to come from from Vargas. Like, I think I think there is a real player there, and um, I guess the coming the coming weeks and months will show us. Uh, if he's ready to step up to the plate, yeah, I, I think that's a good point about the confidence. Yeah, I don't, he doesn't lack confidence. I think more more than anything, it'll be it'll be relief. It'll maybe take a wee bit of pressure away from him. Mm. He's like he's because you can see there's uh, he had he had a shot out at Ibrox where it fell to him on his left foot, and um, he uh, could argue yeah. that he could have played across to uh, Shanklin, but he blazed he blazed over. There's been uh, remember there was I think it was Saint Mirren. He was he was he was kind of through. But I think Devlin uh, took the shot, he hit the bar against Aberdeen. And I think mm. he was just, it, it just takes that pressure uh, off his shoulder, a bit of relief, and it might free him up to play even better and uh, have um, kind of harness that confidence that he does have. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, like I say, I think he's on the right track. Um, uh, you know, it was a, obviously, it's a great, great bit of movement from him to find space, you know, to make that run and to get into the back post against Livingston, you know, again. Not easy to find space in that box, and you know, and also a word for George Crant as well because that was an excellent assist. You know, he couldn't mm. have hit that any better. And again, that's what Hearts had been kind of crying out for. I think on uh, last night, I think the thing, I think the big problem was Hearts had lots of the ball. They were making kind of lots of they're getting shots away, but maybe not the best quality of shots. Um, and I think Lowry was playing quite well, but not everything was trying was coming off as was going to happen. Um. And then Devlin wasn't really contributing much, I didn't think, in the first half. Um, so I, I think Grant's introduction was big because I think, I mean, I wrote about this last night, but, you know, there was that, just that cutting edge that was lacking, I think, at times, you know, and again, it's because Livingston have got, you know, seven, eight players behind the ball, whatever it is, it's difficult to find a way through. But I think for Grant to, you know, get into the box, have the presence of mind and the vision to spot that and then to execute it as well, I think that's excellent. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I was I was impressed with him. I, I thought that Devlin. I don't think it was his best game. Again, we spoke about this at the game itself, but yeah. he got got to those kind of advanced areas and it happened quite a lot. He looked a wee bit lost at times. I thought. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a it was a difficult uh, um, difficult evening for him. It just it, 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 I don't know. It just just seemed it just seemed to be off uh, kind of off the, maybe not off the pace, but just off the. Um, tr- tr- how how express this? He was just that he, he wasn't. He he didn't seem aligned with what was expected of him in that that role. And you do think that you're talking about how having so much possession at home to Livingston that you can probably get away with just having two attack more attack minded technical mm-hmm. footballers ahead of someone like Weathers, Devlin sitting or Benny sitting or mm-hmm. uh, Callum New, uh, Newhoff even sitting in front of the de- defence and playing Grant and Lowry in there who have 
a bit more vision and uh, uh, that that kind of uh, killer pass that maybe Devlin uh, isn't up to quite to their level in that in that regards. And I did, yeah, I did think he was. Um, I did think it was sensible. I think it was a good decision from Naismith to, to yeah. replace him at, to replace him at halftime, especially seeing the seeing the way the, the game was going. <laughs> Obviously, don't want to be. Um, Focus on too many, too much of the negatives, just because it was it was a big win, it was a deserved win. But another other player who just didn't quite uh, happen for him was uh, Liam Boyce as well. Mm. Um, he just I, I don't know I, I, I wanted him back back in the back in the team. It's just my, just a case of being one of those nights, I think. But it, it seemed like a game would suit him where Hearts dominated possession. He was able to uh, drop in and link play. Yeah, he didn't get on the ball that much. You can see George Grant. Came on at half time and had more touches than Liam Boyce's twenty four. Uh, so it just showed you how how difficult it was for him. It seemed like everything went through Shankland and uh, Boyce was Boyce was almost. Um, it, it felt like Boyce was uh, in dating analogy. It was almost like a third wheel in the, in the heart attack. He just, uh, just doesn't seem like he was he was meant to be there. But it's I think it was just you kind of just put it down to one of those nights. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'll be honest. I, I, I can't really remember Boyce doing much of note at all no. last night. Like when I think back on it, like I'm not sure. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it's just one of those days. I think it's one of those matches where it's just like it's just not for whatever reason. Maybe it's the opposition set up, you know, the Hearts set up. Maybe he's, um, I, who knows? But I, I think it's just one. I think it's just an off day which happens, which is fine. Um, but I, I wouldn't be overly concerned about. Um, if, you know, I think that. Boyce is a good player, you know, and it's just a shame because obviously he's been in the team recently, or he's not had too many starts of late. And then so you kind of think, oh, if he gets, gets a start here, gets, you know, puts in a good performance, maybe gives Naismith something to think about heading into Sunday. But I think on the basis of that, uh, I mean, obviously it'll be a completely different game on Sunday, but mm-hmm. I do think that that was, you know, that was a chance for Boyce to kind of uh, stake his claim, I suppose, for a, a first team spot. And I think the honest truth is he didn't take it, you know. But, but again, you know, these things happen, and certainly it's a lot more um, palatable like a performance like that if it comes during a win. Anyway, yeah. you know, if, if Hearts had struggled um, or didn't score and it finished nil nil or something like that, at that point, people start pointing fingers. But thankfully, that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it's anything to worry about too much. Um, I still big, uh, big, big unit who likes to get involved, so I'm sure he'll be fine. What did you make of the? What did you make of the the, the formation itself and just kind of this the style the, the the team played then and the way the way the the team went about getting the three points because it was we both sat here twenty four hours ago or whatever and said oh we'll definitely be four uh, back four and mm. then uh, and they sort of goes with a with a back three and we, we did speak that this a lot of the players who've been signed. We're signed under Nielsen who wanted to play a back three, so the the, the back three suits roles. It suits Kent maybe less so Kingsley when he's played right centre back, but I thought Kingsley did um, did did really well as as a right centre back, especially as the game as the game went on. Um, Dave Martindale talked about how uh, he had to give Hearts credit because they had the game uh, they made the game wide and. Um, just kind of stretch the uh, stretch the pitch, because uh, we we kind of talked about how maybe the optics of our back three would look at home to Livingston, but when 
you seen the personnel. It was um, it was a relatively attacking team as well. No, it was. I mean, you know, the back three spent most of their time hovering around about the centre circle, you know. Mm. Um, so they, they, they were very far, far up the park. And um, there was one or two hairy moments with Nubli kind of breaking forward, I think, particularly in the first half, you know, because Devlin and Beningame both got booked, didn't they, for kind of hauling yep. them down when he was on the counter. Um, so there still was that little bit of threat. Um, again, again, I thought actually Frankie Kent looked a wee bit susceptible at times as well. I don't think he looks particularly comfortable with uh, nobody running directly at him. Don't think he liked that one. But but um, no, you're right though. I think that the the playing the back three with the wide centre backs and then the two wing backs it did really allow the Hearts to shift the ball from side to side. And I think that that's one of the um, best ways of dealing with a kind of low block like that is you know just to move it from side to side, get get the opposition moving because as soon as they're moving, then you might get gaps. If they're all standing still and in their little lines, you're going to find that difficult. So yeah, I think the wide centre was a key. I thought Rose had a brilliant game last night. Actually, I thought he was very good. Don't remember him doing much mm-hmm. wrong at all. Um, Kingsley again, su- surprising to see him on the right, obviously because he's left footed. Um, but you know he did really well there. Actually, I, I thought at times. Um, because he is left footed, maybe his body shape wasn't quite right, so he was always going to be. Um, you could tell where he was going to be passing it before, you know, because yep. he was never going to just, just head on his right or whatever. Um, but you know, of I remember, so he almost scored an absolute cracker as well, right at the start of the, the second half. Um, so you know, again, that was from an attack from open play, I'm pretty sure. And then you know, that was your right centre half, what twenty yards out, twenty five yards out. You know, so it just shows you that the you know, players were committing. You know, and there were times where Rose or Kingsley would bomb forward as well, just to try and drag our away, try and create a little bit of space. And you know, I think that um, mentality and intent is probably that will be probably what, what pleased Naismith the most because he has spoken a lot about that. The fact that you know you do need to commit, you do need players to kind of break forward because as soon as you got another defender charging forward, it gives Livingston something to worry about because all of a sudden that's a man that needs picked up. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to pick up him, then that maybe leaves a little gap elsewhere. So, no, I thought the information it was a surprise, I'll be honest. But I think when you saw it in practice, you could see why. And um, I guess the only the only thing I wasn't a, too big a fan of were every so often Cochrane or Forrest at wing backs. Um, if they were quite advanced up the park, they try and cross it in, and they just looked as if I don't know. I didn't think they were getting anywhere with those. Like they tried to get some high ones, some low ones, and none of them really ever looks as if they're going to get close to reaching their intended target. So um, I think Hearts were probably at their best when they were just shifting it from side to side, maybe 30 or so yards out, 30, 40 yards out, moving it from side to side, being patient, waiting for the chance. And more often than not, they got a chance. And maybe it wasn't a particularly high XG chance or you know, maybe it was one of those attacks we spoke about earlier where they get the ball into the box, some nice little play, it doesn't quite come off. But I think playing like that... Um, playing with that kind of confidence, playing in that manner, longer term, that's got more benefits to it because that's harder to do. So I think that, I think there's a, again, there's a lot to be impressed about um, from last night. Yes, it's only a 1-0 win, but it's really the manner of it. There, again, because of the the back three, because of the wing-backs, the hearts just, there was so much width there and because they had so much width, Livingston basically couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that obviously... Um, Makes life a hell of a lot easier for you as well. So that, I think that well, yeah, I raised a couple. Of, I raised an eyebrow when I did see the shape. When I did see the team. I didn't expect that, but you know, as we said before, just because you're playing with a back three, that doesn't necessarily mean that's defensive. You know, it's all about how you how you play within it. And like I said, I mean, I've not looked at the players' average positions or anything like that, but I'd imagine 
basically everyone bar the back three, damage position will probably be in the opposition half, which is again encouraging. Yeah, so just they've got up just now. So Kent was around the <clears throat> uh, around the bottom of the centre circle. Kai Rolls, uh, Stephen Kingsley was in the Livingston half, and Kai Rolls was uh, he's, well, he's got uh, he's just on the other side of the um, of 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 the halfway line. But you can you can see in the just I've, just looking at the uh, the past network and average suggestions here. Unfortunately, I can't show it on the screen because. Um, it doesn't allow me to do so, but you can see a clear structure in terms mm. of the um, in terms of the way Hearts wanted to play or the the system with Forrest and Cochrane really wide, Beningamy, Deepest, Devlin, Lowry, and Boyce all really high up um, behind Shanklin. So yeah, it was um, it was definitely a a front foot front foot attacking yeah. attacking side uh, attacking game plan and I suppose the last thing before we finish up we wanted to uh, touch on was was the crowd I mean the Hearts fans it's there's been uh, a lot of opinions a lot of kind of decisions uh, decisions that have been quite uh, divisive within within the support the last last few months but one thing noticed is no matter the game the Hearts fans the Hearts support have been really Supportive during the ninety minutes they've got behind mm. the team, and I thought last night it was I was kind of worried that if if it's a slow start and Livingston make it difficult, that the crowd would be really impatient and um, express your frustration and maybe dissent, uh, which is uh, understandable because you want to go there be uh, be entertained, especially after mm. the back of what what was what has been three tough results, but. The, the the heart support deserve a huge amount of credit, not only just for the support through the ninety minutes, but the fact that there was um, everyone was so was, was so patient, and understanding, like almost like right, it's this again. Livingston are here to defend, make it difficult, get bodies behind the, uh, mm-hmm. the ball. We need to we we kind of need to show that patience and wait because it could take a while to break Livingston down. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I mean, I, I, again, that was something that. Um, I'll be honest, particularly as the second half wore on, I thought oh, we're going to start getting some groans, some grumbles, you know, all that kind of stuff. But there was none of that at all, you know. Um, and I think, yeah, I think there was an understanding from supporters that, yeah, this is going to be one of those games where one team's defending their goal, one team's basically saying, you can't score against us, come and have a go. And then that's just that's the game, that's the entire game. So I think people understood that. I think Naismith um, referred to it after the game as well. He's like, yeah, we know that. You know, it's not the most exciting thing in the world to see your team kind of just moving mm-hmm. side to side, side to side, looking for gaps, exploit. But, um, but you know, that's the most effective strategy when it comes to beating these sorts of teams. So you've kind of you know, you've just kind of got to roll with the punches on that one. But I do think there was a there was a an understanding of that from support or from supporters. But I think it all comes down to the fact that I mean, last night it was a must-win game, pretty much. Like I don't know. Like, I can't. If, I think if, if Hearts had failed to pick up points, it could have got a bit nasty at times. Mm. Um, I think you know, I wouldn't have surprised me if there were booze or something like that at full time. Um, it was a must-win game, and you know, I think even the fans knew as well that you know, right now, and for that one, res- the result was the most important thing comfortably. You know, and I think that if they had allowed themselves to become frustrated and to vent those frustrations at the team, that maybe hampers your chance of getting that result. So I think that there was just maybe a bit of a level-headedness for basically everyone at Tyne Castle last night just been like, look, this is the job. This is what we're going to have to do. And, 
might, it might not always be pretty at times, but you know, the most important thing is just getting that goal, getting that three points. Um, and then, because again, it does massively change things. Cause, I mean, we saw, we know how tight the league table is. You know, we know that Hearts jumped up. You know, we know that if they dropped points, they would have dropped down a wee bit more. So there's, um, particularly at this point in the stage, at this stage of the season, sorry, it's just about getting points on the board, particularly in matches at home against kind of the so-called lesser sides in the league, you know, the, like, you know, the teams that are going to be probably in the bottom half of the table, probably, you know, in Livingston's case, fighting relegation, mm. most likely. You need to get three points in those games. You just do. If you want to finish third, those are exactly the kind of games you have to win. And yeah, again, it could have been, it could have been a little bit more comfortable in the end, I think. But um, just, I think the most important thing was getting the three points. And I think the crowd understood that as well. Perfect. Well, there we go. Thank you very much, James. That is uh, our recap of the 1-0 win over Livingston. We'll be back tomorrow. Well, uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Scott McIntosh to review, uh, so to preview the Rangers Cup semi, uh, the League Cup semi-final against Rangers. That'll be t- most likely tomorrow afternoon after the pre-match press conference. Um, I think it's Stephen Naismith and Lawrence Shankland will be speaking ahead of uh, Sunday's game at Hamden Park. But uh, between then, uh, uh, between now and then, be sure to check out everything on heartstandard.co.uk. We've got loads of reaction from last night. We'll have a couple of pieces over the next um, next day or so looking back at the Livingston game. And then there'll be focus will be turning to the game against Rangers. But uh, in the meantime, goodbye and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>